Welcome to Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curve podcast, where you'll learn from the experiences of America's most innovative and successful farmers. It's high-yielding knowledge. Cutting the Curve is brought to you by Advanced Drainage Systems. Attaining maximum output on your farm requires proper management of your water source. ADS can help you do just that and increase your yields by up to 30%. Advanced Drainage Systems, their reason is water. Now here's your host, Damian Mason. Greetings and welcome to another fantastic episode of Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curve podcast, where you invest a few minutes of your time and we will give you a return on investment of days, weeks, months, even years, because you're going to learn from people that are experts and also you're going to learn from their mistakes. So you're going to learn from successes and failures and trials and things that these progressive uh, farmers are doing that you can take to your farm to make yourself more successful, more profitable, and pass on your legacy to the next generation. So we got a great topic today. It's something that's pretty new, even to those of us that have been in agriculture our whole life. It's plant growth regulators, PGRs. And we've got Mark Coots. He's the founder of a company called Teva Corporation. And his son, who's the plant biologist for their company, they have a product called Complex. Uh, we've got Kelly Garrett, Western Iowa farmer, who just began using plant growth regulators just two years ago. You're going to learn from the founder of the company what the product does, how you can use it, and also what the trials of the last two years from Kelly Garrett out on his Iowa acreage uh, can teach you. So anyway, fellas, welcome to the program. Thank you. Hi, Thanks for us. Okay, so uh, here's the deal. Um, I've never even heard of this. And uh, all of a sudden, Kelly's talking PGR, PGR. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Uh, bull riding PBR, uh, past blue ribbon PBR, PGR. What the hell is a PGR? And all of a sudden, then he starts telling me these plant growth regulators. And he said, you got to get somebody on here that's an expert. So, Mark, what is a plant growth regulator? Well, it's just hormones in the plant that's going to help regulate, uh, you know, what goes on in the plant and everything. So I'll let Caleb, he's the plant biologist. Maybe he can explain it to you even a better way on, you know, what they, you know, what the five ones that we look at and things like that. So okay. What's, I mean, from a plant biology standpoint, um, I, I didn't think you wanted to regulate growth. I thought you wanted something to thrive and grow. And you're talking about now sort of holding it back. I'm not sure this makes any sense. Give me the whole what it is and why you do it, Mr. K uh, Mr. Caleb. Well, uh, a better word may be manage rather than regulate. Uh, we don't want to restrict growth. We want to make sure that growth is happening in the ways that we want it to. So if we look at nutrients like our MPK, our traces, stuff like that, those are the building blocks that we use to build a plant. They're the, the bricks, the mortar, the wood of, of that house. But the PGRs are, they're not a building block that's used up. They're the managers. They're, they're like the managers on the farm. You know, you know, when you get out there, if you've got your, your workers out there doing stuff, they're gonna be a lot more efficient when you're out there telling them what to do than if they're left to their own devices. And that's the same thing here. If we we throw these building blocks out and just kind of leave them to their own devices, they're not gonna be nearly as effective if we as if we had these PGRs, these regulators to kind of direct them to the right places, to the right growth, uh, to maximize what we're trying to get out. Okay, so here's the thing. This is something that's never been done before. It's pretty new technology. Um, 
you're talking about basically the reason you're doing it is to maximize the resource to get the most, like you said, uptake, et cetera, et cetera. How was this technology discovered? Who, 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 how did this come about? Well, I mean, plants, obviously they create their own hormones. We've been doing it for a while. Just they're, they're just like us. We have our own, uh, you know, human hormones that help regulate our growth and our development. Plants have been doing it on their own for forever. So it's just a matter of time of us finally learning how to do it in a synthetic manner. And they've been around for, I mean, yeah, PGRs have been around for many, many years, actually. So especially if you look into specialty crops, like, you know, all vegetable crops, things like that, plant growth regulators have been around forever. Plant growth regulators have been used in cotton for many, many, many years, you know. So it's just new as far as technology about the different kinds of things going on with plant growth regulators out there. So I, I don't think it's necessarily new technology. It's just, it's been around a long time. It's just not been used in mainstream farming, you know, uh, for a long time. So I think we're learning better how to use those those things than, than we used to in the past. You know, a lot of the PGRs on the market are made from synthetic, you know, they're synthetically made of the of the you know the the hormones that you're wanting. You know, we're more on the natural side, want to have natural occurring and things like that happening. So it, it sets it apart. So but PGR information has been out there for, for many, many years. So Okay, so you said it's been there for many, many years, but uh, the average person in uh, here, the Corn Belt, uh, let's say, um, hasn't used it much. And so Kelly Garrett's progressive farmer is out there pushing 7,000 acres of, uh, of, of uh, crop farm and uh, in Iowa two years ago. He says, I'm going to try this. So tell me about that, Mr. Garrett. You know, I started with drip irrigation from Netafim in 2016. That first year it was all corn. In 2017, we had our first irrigated beans and we pushed the fertility. We wanted to raise 100 bushel beans. That was always the goal, you know. And I did not know what a PGR was. We turned the population of those beans down to 110,000. And at the time, we were probably planting 150,000. So we tried to lower the population to create space so they wouldn't get so tall and rank is the term that's always used and fall over. You know, the beans, they can high fertility enough enough moisture they can get shoulder high on me and that's never good because you have a bad storm they they go down and when they go down it's a yield problem so that summer we're watching these beans they got chest high they we thought we were going to set the world record we had 110,000 plants and they had 160 170 pods on them we're like these are the greatest beans in the history of mankind mm -hmm. well august 24th we had a six inch rain those beans laid down pods aborted when they stood back up they had 90 pods on them they made 88 and a half bushel and i'm like we've got to find a way to manage around this and about you know, 80, so 88, bush, 88 bushel beans is still nothing to sneeze at but you're saying that what do you think by the by the plant getting too large and then obviously a wet, which we can't predict the weather and we can't control the weather we can barely predict it we sure as hell can't control it what do you think the loss was would those have been is that 100 bushel beans that became 88 I, well, the rule of, it's net, we'll never know, but the rule of thumb is one bushel per pod. And we, you could, there's 160 pod plants everywhere. Okay. 160 so. pod plants everywhere. So, so yeah, I feel you, like I lost 70 bushel. Yeah, you might have lost 70 bushels of beans, which is a, a good crop just there in itself for the average exactly. producer. Okay, so uh, you said, I'm going to do something about this. I don't want six foot tall, I don't want five foot tall soybean right. plants. Um, I'm going to try something different. So, Tell me about your first year of doing it. 
So the first year, you know, we sprayed them with the PGR and we were, we were worried about it because the, it appeared, you know, driving by that they stopped growing. Well, they're not, they don't stop growing. They're just growing in the fashion that you need them to. And that's what Mark has explained to me is that a PGR is the building manager of the plant. The building blocks of the plant are the NPK. The PGR is the building manager and the building manager tells you what to do in a more efficient manner. Hey, so driving by down the highway, go ahead. Well, I'm just saying that, remember, there might be somebody that's really just like they said, hey, I'm a, I'm a budding I'm a budding farmer. I'm starting out this. We're throwing PGRs, NPKs, IOUs, for God's sakes. I mean, all right, plant growth <laughs> regulators, nitrogen, nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium, and, yep. uh, you know, those are your, your macros. Um, and then uh, you, now you're saying, let's also, by using a plant growth regulator, we're not only managing the infrastructure, we're also controlling the pace at which we do the uptake. Am I right? Yeah, so I have three sons, Connor, Colin, and Kale. When I'm not here on the farm, Connor, Colin, and Kale are going to accomplish something, but it might not be in the most efficient manager if Dad, the PGR, was here to manage that activity. And that's the analogy Mark gave to me on the NP and K, nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. With the PGR president, you have a more efficient plant. It grow it as Caleb said. It regulates what happens, and it will build a better plant. And that's what we have started to do with great results. And I will tell you that a PGR by itself, I unequivocally, it's three, it's a three bushel yield advantage. Now, if I take a foliar program and add it to that PGR, that foliar program is gonna add more yield, but without the PGR present, we're not controlling, we're not regulating where those nutrients grow. And I'm gonna end up building a six foot tall plant that falls down. I don't wanna do that. So to put a foliar program out there without a PGR, it's a waste of money to me. So the two complement each other. In fact, they have a synergistic effect that uh, a, a foliar product and a PGR, you put one and one together, you get five is what you're saying. That's right. That's right. All and right. you ask Mark if I'm saying anything wrong, but I've learned everything I know right there from Mark. Hughes. All right, Mark, you're the expert. You, By the way, you started this company how long ago? Uh, my father and I started in 1979, so this is our 42nd year of being in business. So Okay. And Tiva Corporation's big product that we're talking about today, is a product called Complex. How long has Complex been on the market? We've been working with about five years now. Okay, tell me about Complex. What do you think, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's mode of action we've kind of discussed, but tell me about the product and also tell me about where you think it can go because it's this is, it looks to me like there's a whole bunch of acres that could use this. Yeah, I think, the, I mean, you know, before we used Complex, we were using other types of uh, PPRs that are out there. So most, 95, 99% of the PGRs on the market are just a, a plate count of oxins, gibberellic acid, and cytokines. Wait, wait, you got, you got a little too PhD on us there. <laughs> most, start again, most are something, and then you threw, you threw a whole bunch of gobbledygook. Remember, uh, some, some of our people out here are like, wait a minute, don't overwhelm. Yeah, so we'll go over again. So you can think of like your hand, you have five hormones in the plant that really, there's more, but there's uh, these five are the ones we'll talk about. So you got auxins, you got gibberellic acid, you got cytokines, you got ethylene, and then you got a terminator gene. So those are the five that are real prevalent in the plant. Those first three are the most important. So most PGRs that you see out there will have a percentage of of auxins, jibs, and cytokines on the label. Maybe like 0.05% oxins, 0.03% jibs, and 0.05% cytokines. A very low amount of those 
actually broke regulators. What we're doing with complex is, is it's a naturally occurring plant. It's an extract from a naturally occurring plant. And when you put it on the plant, it causes the plant to produce more of those three oxins. So we're actually getting more of those three growth regulators into the plant naturally by making the plant stimulate it to do more of what it wants to do anyways. So that way you, you've got it. And the thing that you always want to think about, these three work together. So you don't want a product that's just auxins. You don't want a product that's just jibs, or you don't want a product that's just cytokinins. You know, you want those three together. It takes, I made auxins the thumb because it takes auxins to regulate these other two. So you, you need this one to make these two do what they're supposed to do. Uh, by the way, I like it. I like it making it breaking down the, the, the complex, making it simple. That's good for uh, folks like me that have an ag econ degree. And we're not botanists. Uh, Caleb, uh, yeah. you've been with the company for a few years now. You're a plant biologist. Um, first off, how's this? Is this, this absorbed through the, the leaf? It's not absorbed through the roots, right? We can do it either way. You can, you know, you can go in a row. You can go foliar. We're not, you know, it's not necessarily a picky product that's got to go on either way. Uh, so it's, it's really what works best in your plan. We like to see it, uh, you know, split applied, uh, it kind of depends on the, the goal, the yield goal or the growth goal goals of, uh, of a customer of the, the grower. Okay. Just, let's just say you come out to my farm. Um, I don't have any irrigation of any sort, not uh, center pivot, not row, not uh, drip line, nothing. And, uh, I say, you know what? I got a problem, man. Uh, I think I could be getting more yield. And my, uh, my buddy Kelly Garrett tells me I should be using this product called complex. How do you propose and prescribe that for me? Um, let me just start off with this. I will tell you this right now. There is no miracle product out there on the market and complex. It's not one of those either. So we really kind of hesitate that kind of thinking as far as saying, Hey, here's one product going out there and make eight more bushels with it. We like to have a whole program approach to stuff. And you can ask Kelly this when, when we first introduced complex on his, I would, we like to look at a soil test, look at what their practices have been and then see if complex is even, even at the point that they should use it. I mean, there may be other things that would be more economical for them to do to push them to a better yield and then use complex down the road as one down the road because there's everybody selling silver bullet products and nobody has one, including me. You know, hey, we hey, do hey, have products Mark, that we use. Mark, 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 you know what? Uh, former lighting fixture salesman here. There's no such thing as a room with too many lights. There's no such thing as a field with too much crap sprayed on it. Come on, you got to make a living. You can, the boy had to get the college paid for somehow. You come out to me, you see my, you say, you know what your soybean field needs? It needs more complex sprayed on it. I, I mean, now you're telling me it could be fertility. It could be uh, that I got eroded soil. It could be all kinds, it could be micronutrients. And here you are telling me that complex is not going to be the miracle end all. But let's say everything else is right. Let's say I do have everything else pretty well right. Um, I hadn't even ever heard of soybeans getting too big. I mean, whoever thought of that? Like, hey, the bigger the better, right? Tell right. me the person that that's new to it, like me. What is your, yeah, you know, let's say we're talking about those other things, then what? Where, where can you help me? So we would just look at that. So our best bet in that case scenario would be coming out with something during fungicide time at R2, R3, and probably we wouldn't just put complex out there. We do just like Kelly said, we would probably pair that with 
a trace mineral, probably going to be something like boron, more than likely. We're going to pair it with a fulvic acid and a sugar product because, you know, sugar is the gasoline in the plant. So we're going to make sure that plant has enough gasoline to hang on to all those blooms and all that energy that we need there. And so we would pair it with other things like that. And then, yes, in that case, we'll normally see somewhere anywhere from a five to 10 bushel increase, you know, depending on the, you know, the conditions and stuff, that's the kind of thing that you can expect to see. And if, you know, I, I want to tell guys, you know, Kelly and I have talked about this a lot, you know, it's not suppressing the growth. It's just telling the plant what to do with the nutrients. And then it can say, hey, do I need it for growth? Nutrients go to growth. Do I need it for reproduction? Nutrients go to reproduction. So it's not like what we think of the guys in the South that are using picks on cotton where it actually stunts the growth. It's not these PGRs that we're using in field crops, you know, are not those kinds, you know, it's just regulating where things go better. You know what, when you almost piss him off, he gets very explanatory and does an amazing job of telling you about the stuff. If I hadn't just, you know, knifed him a little bit, just needle him a little bit, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid we never would have gotten there. Thank you very much. He's too humble. Uh, Caleb, back to you. You're a little younger, and it's always interesting and educational to look at things from a little younger person's perspective that's in this. Granted, you grew up around it. Um, what do you think you're seeing now that your old man didn't see? Or what do you think you're seeing now that uh, Grandpa never would have seen? What what kind of stuff excites you? Just give me some of a perspective from a little younger set of eyes. Well, I think you know just the idea that we're even sitting here talking about pgrs that we're talking about things like fulvic acids and sugars stuff like that you know when my dad and my grandpa started the company these things were they were snake oil they were no one had heard of them no one wanted to use them they were strange and weird and they weren't npk they weren't macronutrients so who cares the fact that we've gotten to a point where farming is open to looking at newer solutions that we, we know we can't just come out there and push the big three and keep seeing the yield numbers increase. We have to look at these smaller things where we can look at, uh, you know, naturally occurring uh, instances of plant hormone versus synthetic things that we can use to get more efficient uptake. All these things where we're, it's, it's becoming more about the efficiency and the quality of the product rather than just get the cheapest thing out there get the big three and put it out there as much as you can afford and see what happens caleb i appreciate that by the way you just sort of uh are conveying the idea of being open-minded to a whole array of new offerings you know uh, of a certain era it was real and by the way we've been talking a lot about soybeans so in, a, in another era you just you plowed you dished you, you feel cultivated you, you drove over the ground about 40 times and then you went out there once the 30 inch rows you drove the cultivator through the beans several times hired the neighbor kids if they would do it to go out and uh, chop the volunteer corn out of it uh you just spent a lot of time on it uh and then threw some bass grant on it pretty much that was it now you're talking about an entirely different whole method to soybean production and all almost like we're better at it um kelly you've done it for two years what changes next year you're going to use complex you're going to use their product you're going to maybe change how you've used it you're going to what have you learned in your two years we apply complex with our post cam and then we'll apply complex again with our uh fungicide 
And, you know, Mark will tell you a four wait, ounce wait, real, quick, real quickly to the person that's still saying, wait a minute, just so they know Western Iowa, that means your first post uh, emergent application of uh, herbicide is right. roughly four weeks after crop emergence. Yes. About four weeks after crop emergence, we'll do our post chemical application. We'll put complex then. And then when we apply the fungicide, you know, middle to late July, we will apply the second round. The one thing I would do differently is Mark talks about a four ounce rate in a regular crop, six ounce in a high yield crop. Complex retails about $5.60 per acre for a six ounce rate. Right now with the futures markets, we've got $13, $14 beans, maybe going higher. I think they're all high yield beans because of the value that's there. And I'm gonna put a six ounce rate on everything because I, I know there's an ROI. So $5.60 an acre uh, at the prescribed, it's even at the high end of the prescribed dosage, yep. am I right, Mark? Yes. Okay. And at $14, $15, $13 beans, you think there's, well, all I need to get to, I don't need a third of a bushel, a half of a bushel. And, and Mark's afraid, he's reluctant to say you're going to get eight to 12 bushels, but we could say done right with everything else in place, eight to 10 bushels. Yeah, I think last year on, on Kelly's farm there, we had some that I think we would have been much higher than the, the yield we ended up with. We got hailed on there, but we had the potential, I think, as some 18 or 19 bushel increases, you know, where we did. And that was paired with a full folder program, you know, and everything. It wasn't just mm -hmm. complex alone. But I believe we, when we went out and did pod counts, we would conservatively, we were going to be up 15 to 18 bushels. And then we got hailed on and it it ended up uh, around a five and a half or six bushel, I believe, if I remember right, Kelly. But so we still ended up with a good ROI on on the spray, but it could have been much better had we not been hailed on. So yeah, so w even with hail, you grabbed five more bushels at twelve bucks. I mean, there's sixty bucks. That's a that's a that's a ten times uh, return on your six dollar an acre investment. Uh, we've talked a lot about soybeans. Does this complex product uh, PGR go go anywhere else? Yep, we use it on corn. You name the crop, we use it on it. So we use it on corn, we use it on wheat, uh, you know, uh, everything. So just about, I mean, vegetable crops. We the beauty of, Go ahead. Go ahead, Caleb. Oh, the beauty of complex, since it's a natural occurring product, that it's stimulating the plant to make its own hormone rather than put a, you know, just putting a synthetic one in there, is that the plant is able to you know, grow, uh, it's able to produce them in the ratios it needs. So it's not necessarily picky by crop where you might, you know, in other synthetic PGR products, you might see, well, you want to use this one on corn because it's these ratios and these on beans because it's a different ratio where, where the complex is just, you know, causing the plant to, to do its own thing. It's the plant, the plant was made and knows what to do. We're just giving it the ability to do it better. Yeah, and I, I think that it's the future is really exciting. I want to hear about that also. But uh, you know what we need to do? We need to get together another time for an episode and use corn as an example and maybe be in the field so we can actually talk about the the what happens there because I see a lot more use of this. And that's my next question. Kelly, uh, you're using this. You're an early adopter. Uh, guy down the road might use it five years from now. Your thoughts on the future of plant growth regulators? Because I'm I'm thinking to myself as we get more and more, we get more and more we get more and more uh, advanced like this. Why wouldn't we be putting this on every acre? Oh, I I sprayed on every acre of my beans, and it will be on every acre of my corn fungicide. 
And we've even tried some with the post application of corn, but the corn isn't canopied up enough. Then we don't, we're not sure that we get enough of it on the plant just because of the application method, but it's, it's a must do when you're fungicide on corn. Uh, Mark, future of Teva Corporation. You've been at it uh, for quite a while. Um, you're probably wanting to hand things off, but what happens? Does this stuff go on? Uh, do we double the acres with plant growth regulators in the next five years? Oh, I think so. I think uh, well, I can tell you this: we doubled our acres from last year to this year with com, you know, with complex, and I foresee us doubling, you know, easily in the next year. So, I mean, obviously, extreme ag has has been a big big help to us, you know, and being a part of that, and you know, and working with those guys, they have been a humongous help to us, you know, as far as helping us get things out there. But yeah, we're here to stay. PGRs are here to stay, you know, and there's. Like I said, just remembering, you know, and all this stuff, it's just it's just one piece of the pie. You know, there's so many pieces of the pie to make everything work. And and I just I really want that to be conveyed that there's so many other things that that need to be, you know, looked at. And that's what we try to do as a company over a whole. Look at everything so that when we recommend a product to you, you've got a good chance of that coming back and making you money, you know. It's it's easy to just go out and throw you a product and say, Hey, here you go, it's gonna get you something. You need to be a you know if you can take a look at things totally, you got a better chance of success. And look, if if they have success and farmers stay in business, then I stay in business, you stay in business, and we're all happy then. And that's what we're trying to do. So, I think that's the best way to wrap this whole episode up. The man just said, uh, "You stay in business, I stay in business because I'm doing what's right for you. Your farms are doing what's right for the crop, and uh, and and Teva Corporation is doing what's right for the the long haul." Caleb, I look forward to having you uh, out in the field and talking about this uh, in a different scenario. And um, uh, I guess that's that's it for us. So plant growth regulators. You heard about them here. The company's name is Teva Corporation. If they want to learn more about it, how do they find you? Uh, we've got a website, just www.tevacorporation.com. Uh, you can look us up there. You, the phone number on there is my cell phone number. So if you call, you're getting me. So, and I promise you, we return phone calls. So, <laughs> and everything we've talked about, we've got videos on there. We've got our products, you know, it's all just, we've got as much information as we can out there to just help the help the grower understand what's going on and why they're doing what they're doing yeah i, I like it so go to teva.com right teva corporation corporation.com all right fantastic kelly thanks for being here mark caleb thanks for being here we're out this is the uh this is the episode that you've been wanting to, to hear and so you finally got it plant growth regulators extreme ags cutting the curve podcast invest a few minutes with us and we'll give you an roi just like you got today on uh saving yourself a lot of time hassle and you're going to learn something that can make you money till next time it's the cutting the curve podcast thank you for tuning in to cutting the curve could your farming operation benefit from better drainage lower costs and increased yields advanced drainage systems can help from drainage solutions to irrigation and water recycling, at ADS, their reason is water.